concerning those uh, plants that I planted, did the plants get planted where you wanted them? Pretty good. One was a little off, but I'll move it in the spring. Everything's nice in winter, and that's all that I care about at this all point. Right. That's exactly. I got one yeah. more to cut. I got one more. Ugh. I got one more to cut down. I forgot about off in the corner, and then I'll. Good for winter. Hello, welcome to OTP Volunteer Table. I'm Don Kuhlhorn. Our guest today needs no introduction if you have spent even one day at the Playhouse. No play, Young Company, Main Stage Studio, or Age to Perfection production goes on without Kathy Verstrady in the mix somewhere. She is our costumer extraordinaire. Excuse the French, please. Let's find out more about Kathy, shall we? Well, thanks for uh, for joining us, uh, Kathy Verstrady. You're welcome. Um, it's been Good a long be time. We I haven't know. seen each other in quite a while. I was just it's thinking. Right before you time. left. Yeah, I was just thinking to myself, I usually see almost everybody at least once a week at the Playhouse somehow. And yeah. now, nothing. We don't, we don't get to see anybody. Are and, you still doing the Fridays when they do them on Zoom? Uh, rarely. Yeah. Rarely. It's and around. your time is off there. Right. So tell me something, the same question I ask everybody. Tell me about, uh, tell us about your um, your involvement at the Playhouse, how you got here, and why you stayed and so forth. Very, very good question how I got here. I can blame Denny and Phil for that one. Uh, <laughs> I showed up at the closing night party of Oklahoma, God knows how many millions of years ago, um, with a friend from Prangies where I was working, and I met Denny and Phil. And the rest is history. All right. uh, went to the college with you guys for a while. And then a year later, went to the playhouse. And uh, I've been costume designing there now for, actually, it's about 31 years. And that is your bailiwick, if you will, costumes. You don't do anything else. I will paint a set, build a prop, you know, dress a set. I think I dressed one of your sets once years ago. Yeah. Um, but mostly I costume. All right. Yeah. What does that what does, what does that mean to costume? What what does what that are mean we to costume? About? Costume means to put the picture on stage of what the actors are wearing in technical terms. So to create the mood, help create a character, um, we develop a costume. Uh sometimes it's subtle things that might relay what a character is about. Other times in fantasy stuff, it's a blatant large green ogre mm-hmm. um, type thing. So, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's a vast different amount of stuff uh, depending on the type of play that we're doing or event that we're doing. Um, costume can be for anything. It can be any kind of event someone will feel they need a costume for or an outfit for. And that, that would be, uh, well... That would be a playhouse event, or just somebody asking you for yeah, some help playhouse or some of the other things I've done around Traverse City film, right? And choirs and right. So how shows. how do you how do you develop a uh, costume uh, design? Do you go to the web and see what other people have done? Well, it, it's changed over the years, obviously, with the advances of technology. I mean, when I first started, it was the library. 
Um, it might have been something I'd seen on TV, but I mean, there was no internet, there was no files online. So we developed a huge library of books and textbooks and design books and uh, timelines. And then as, as the world has increased, we have so much research we can do online. Um, I will sometimes look online for um, something that somebody else has done, or I'll look for some historical references, uh, go through museum paintings. If I'm trying to do something very historical, uh, if I'm trying to do something very fantasy, you know, obviously there are shows online now, so I can go look at what other people's done. But I try not to copy it unless it's something that actually has to be copied, i.e. the large green ogre. Um, which we, you know, sometimes you just can't do anything. Shrek is an ogre and he's going to be a green ogre. Um, but in historical stuff, um, I mean, I'll still revert back to my textbooks um, for historical content on fabrics, colors. Um, I'm, I'm a stickler if I can be for accuracy when doing historical. Um, so I like to work with colors of the time, make sure there's a reason I've picked the color I've picked. Um, then obviously I'll sit with a director and find out what the director has in mind. Um, certain plays can be done across the board. As you know, we've done Shakespeare as clowns and we've done Shakespeare in the Southern deep South. And so I wanted, you know, obviously if we're doing something really off the standard book, we're going to look and see what the director has in mind, um, and try to get that. And then we'll look at the actors and um, see what their body types are, what their personalities are, taking in the personality of the character. Um, there's, actually, there's a lot of research that goes in before I will actually start. Um, mm -hmm. who, has, who has the most um, percentage of, uh, of, um, of, of use or um, actuating of the the costume design. Do you make the final final decision? Does the it, director make the final final? It will depend on a the show, b the director, or maybe a the director, b the show. I have had some directors who are very very involved in what I'm doing and colors and things that I'm picking. They want to come up and they see. They want to have advice. I've had other directors that because I've been doing this for so long are like, have fun. I'll see a tech week. Um, I prefer a little bit of interest. Um, somebody coming up and giving me their ideas and giving their things. So it'll be a decision. If they have something that's definitely in mind, that's really counterdictive from mine, we'll debate it out. Um, if they really want it, unless it's, you know, totally, you know, going to look horrible on an actor or, totally wrong for some reason in a time period or something they'll they'll tend to win but you know we really have to look at what the actor sometimes they'll have a design in mind yet they've cast an actor that there's no way we can make that look appropriate or make that actor comfortable in that costume priority one is to make the actor as comfortable as we can because then they're more relaxed on stage if they feel subconscious or totally ugly unless they're supposed to be that way then they tend to get nervous on stage and tend to not do that quite a performance a little bit different in the community theater than the professional professional the actors will wear what you tell them to wear and will not have necessarily a whole lot of opinion in it 
here we try to give the actors a little a little leeway if they totally are uncomfortable. I want to know that. Um, so an actor but, can can influence certainly yes. not make a decision, but they can influence. Yes, they can influence. They can discuss, and then it can come up for a discussion with the director of this is the concern the actors brought up. This is the concern I have that you know, what we are thinking isn't going to look good on so and so, and make them uncomfortable, and we, and we will go from there. Um, it's a fairly collaborative. Um, it can be, and like I said, you know, unless it's a director, and I've had a few over the years that don't look at anything until I get it on stage and kind of are like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've seen um, costumes from when I started uh, at the Playhouse, and they're still hanging and still being recycled and reused over and over, and it seems to work. It's it's like fabric is fabric. It's not going to just melt away. What kind of um, what kind of recycling do you do? It does melt away. Oh. Um, it really does. The antique pieces that are up there, a number of them in the last three or four years have seen their last shows. They have finally worn the fabric, right? Threads have dried out. Um, we obviously are not fabric controlled in the costume rooms and stuff, so we keep them. They last a long time. I mean, obviously, the more modern fabrics, because of the polyester and stuff, last longer. Some of the vintage satins and antiques, we have buried a few after the shows in the last couple of years. Um, we try to, you know, there is a number of pieces upstairs that are very show-specific that we can only use for those kinds of shows. Um, your basic, long, pretty skirt, we can adapt it to many things. We can adapt it to the 1800s. I can put it in an evening show today. Um, depending on what the piece is, sometimes we'll tear it apart. Um, as fabric or style starts to go, we've been known to cut it up and use it for something else. Sometimes it'll be just add a bow or add a, a, a hem length or add different trim um, I try very hard not to use the same costume within a two-year period. Doesn't always work that way. Um, some seasons, we had a season a couple of years ago that the entire season seemed to be in the 1930s, 1940s. So I kind of didn't have some option because of sizes that some of my best pieces we had to try to reuse. Men is easier because the men's haven't changed as drastically as women's. I mean, a dark suit can get me through a lot of different periods with different shirts mm -hmm. and different ties. Um, at a certain point, um, we break down and sell them. We just actually had a sale, and we thinned out mm, quite a bit of stuff. I'm currently in the process of selling off the fur coats um, on eBay um, because we just don't need them all. I've kept some for fur to trim other costumes. Um Young company, it's a little different. I will sometimes have to use those more frequently because of the kids and the sizes. Um, what what um, is there an average cost, or what is the most expensive <laughs> show to costume? The most expensive show we've ever costumed at the theater was Shrek. Um, Shrek, due to what it was, and obviously there was not a thing in stock that looked anything like Shrek. I do believe out of the 62 costumes in Shrek, I had one prince. Wow. Uh, that show got to the point it, it had to cost what it had to cost in order to get it done. 
Um, we will never see the days of the cost of that show again. $3,000 is probably the most we'll ever spend on a musical, 25 to 3. Shrek was double that. Wow. Um, but we had prosthetics and we had fat suits and we had pigs and monsters and ogres and bears and um oh my oh my um so the fantasy pieces that are pieces are shows that there's no way i have anything in stock they're going to cost more beauty and the beast was expensive but we've made our money back on that a thousand times over because i've rented it and rented it and rented it um obviously as time has gone on prices have gone up money goes up we have to shop different we have to design different um theater obviously gives me a budget of which in the last few years i kind of set ahead of time knowing when i know what the show is going okay we got stuff that we can adapt to that or i'm going to have to go buy things um at a certain point uh show we need a lot of boots or something in we'll have to spend more money we you know but we try to hit our budgets and nine times out of ten i hit the budget Every now and then I have to go over it in order to work. So, uh, and that's when lighting budgets get cut. But we don't yeah. use lights that much. I mean, yeah. And that's where we play creatively and go, what can I borrow from Peter to pay Paul? I mean, this year, right. you know, we're doing the seven swans of swimming right now. And we're like, yeah, can I borrow a little bit of money? Will we need these in the next season? Um so you get creative. And that's one thing, knowing the whole season ahead of time and it, me helping to set the budgets, I can look at the whole thing. And then if I know if I really came under in one show, there's a little cush if I have to spend it in the bigger musicals. Do you ever not costume a show? I mean, oh, yeah. But I mean, you not, do street clothes. And... I, I, I'm, I'm there a lot, as you know. Um, we've tried to get more people to work on them and stuff. And we have over the years had. You know, other people to costume, I love to teach. Um, I've got great assistants in, you know, Bradley helps me all the time. Diane Hubert. Uh, when Pinky was alive, Pinky was there with me quite a bit. Pinky and I actually split adult and children quite down the line uh, while she was alive. Christina helps. Um, Beth, Haley. So I have a great team. Not a lot of people want to organize them, but I got a great team of people that will come in and help sew and put them up and uh, work the shows. Um, the actual organization and getting it all together is we need to find some more people over the next few years of our lifetime. Yes, indeed. That <laughs> is for sure. So how many people do you generally use during a show? And in the larger yeah, shows, maybe more people? Yeah, definitely. The bigger the show, the more people um, I need. Um, a for sewing be to be backstage. I mean, there's been shows with so many fast changes in them that we'd have had a half a dozen or more people just from the sewing crew backstage and then adding in cast members. And um, we've had some pretty fast, fast changes over the years where we're stripping people pretty quick and into the next costume. Uh, some of these bigger musicals we've had uh, uh, when we did spam a lot, we actually put the chorus into two teams because the costume changes were so drastic that we had to be changing one team while the other team was on stage singing and dancing. And we'd barely pick up the set of clothes off the floor and they'd be back and the next team would go out. So, and then other shows, they were at the same pair of blue jeans and a t-shirt for the whole show. So we need nobody. Um, 
So it, it just definitely, you know, depends how fast hair and makeup and, and what we need backstage and how long the run of the show is. Some of the six week runs, we really need breaks and things like that. Well, I was, um, I've been backstage doing some fast yes, changes and helping with changes. And there's quite a bit of activity going on from the costume people. Do yeah. you, do you get involved with makeup as well? Um, I have, it depends on the show, but very often um, I will do makeup changes. I will help design makeup. Um, Some of the fantasy makeup, we'll get some other people in to help. Aging makeup. Um, We've got a couple of really good people in aging makeup and Haley and then Annie Goodman is back and she's real good at at aging makeup. And uh, sometimes we have to change it. We did crazy for you a number of years ago. Uh, Brett Nichols had to literally change makeup, hair, wig, mustache probably seven times during the show because he was playing two characters and he would come running through one dressing room and three or four people would be standing there and someone would be changing his hair and his wig and somebody would be putting his mustache on. And the very first show I did at the Playhouse had just insane fast changing. And that was long before we had the setup we had now in order to get off stage, you were up and down and around a light board and we did grease and the girl playing Sandy came from the balcony on the far side of the stage to back where the current wood room is, which was the makeup costume room and had to be changed from sweet little Sandy to sexy little Sandy in about 12 seconds. And that was back when we could smoke. And we literally, (laughs) there's a picture somewhere and Danny's got it um, of me laying on the floor doing her makeup while her head is upside down while the girl doing her hair is brushing it out, which was Connie. And then somebody standing in the corner with the leather jacket and the cigarette. But I'm literally laying on the floor on my back doing her makeup. (laughs) So yeah, there can be some really crazy hair and makeup changes. So I try makeup hair. If it's simple, I will work on, I'm getting a little better about period, but I would really prefer to have someone else in the hair department. Makeup I can design. How did? How does that? Uh, how, what keeps you here? What keeps you uh, after all these years and oh, trials and tribulations? The people. Um, I really trials and tribulations, complaining and moaning. I love what I do. I love the creative aspect. Um, I actually love the research. And I enjoy the sewing. In fact, some shows when I don't get to sew that much because there's so much work to do on it, organizing it and doing all that, I don't get to sew that much. I'm I'm really like, I want to make a dress. Um, I am working a lot with the young company and I just adore the young kids. Um, I love tutoring them. I love bringing them in. We've started more with mentoring. In fact, I have one young man who started three years ago deciding he didn't want to be in the summer camps. He wanted to be up in the costume room. And I remember he came to me and he said, can I be your summer assistant? And I said, sure. That was unusual that I had two boys that summer. And he came to me at the end of the production or the, at the end of the production. And he looked at me and he said, Miss Kath. I said, what? He said, I'm really sorry. I said, what's the matter? What are you sorry for? We don't know what you do up here. This was really, really hard, and we were really bratty. 
<laughs> so it's nice when it clicks and they get it and they still want to come back. And I mean, to this day, he's still helping. Um, you know, he'll be done. He's in his senior year right now and I will miss him when he's gone. But, um, I love bringing the kids in and watching them grow. I'm on my, I don't know how many batch of kids as you are. Um, I think some of our early kids 30 years ago are now starting to have their kids show up. <laughs> don't don't say shut. that. <laughs> it makes me feel <laughs> old. I look at some of our babies and they're having their second and third children at this point and they're old enough to be in camps. Um, I don't know. I sometimes think I'm totally insane that I keep coming back, but I can't imagine not doing it. The day will come, I won't, and I want to slow down, but I don't get anything else. Why not go have fun with insane, crazy people? Sure. (laughs) Where else can you have fun? We all have a good time, you know, even if, you know, occasionally we all are swearing at each other and wanting to kill each other. Um, Mm -hmm. probably shouldn't say that out loud, but, um, we have those days, obviously. All of us do that are there all the time. That's what family is. Yeah. Sometimes good, sometimes, sometimes bad. And sometimes bad. And in today's world, you need to take a lot of the good out of it. <laughs> you so you do. go in when the theater's closed and you spend two and a half weeks with feathers and lights building swans. Well, I was going to I was gonna say that we're going to close. We got four minutes or so left. What are you doing now with the playhouse closed? You're still in there. Uh, we're still in there. The main staff is in, um, the paid staff, uh, a couple days a week. Everybody goes in. Obviously, we've cut way down on salary. So everybody's hours are cut, but we're still kind of all in there. I'm still volunteering and going in. Um, we've done summer stuff out in the parking lot all summer that I volunteered and worked on with you guys. Um, since the theater's been closed, we have had a costume sale where we um, did our socially distanced, very spread out sale, and we've made a nice little chunk of change. Um, I'm currently working on eBaying off things that I always said I wish I had the time. Well, guess what? I have the time. Um, We are doing the light parade next Saturday night. No, this Saturday night. It's Monday. This Saturday night from 5 to 9, and we are doing the Seven Swans of Swimming. So a couple of us are still in actually building swan costumes and lighting them. Thank you, Beth Stewart. Um, the Young Company is doing a Christmas cabaret uh, that they're going to live stream on Friday. There's just four girls, two sisters and two friends. Um, and they've got a nice little very spread out set upstairs and we're work blocking that out. So we quickly put some costumes together for them so that they can go live and be adorable on Friday night. <laughs> So, and starting to think of other things that we can do online and pray God there's a vaccine and maybe by March or April, we can do a small something that we can aim to maybe open up by early, late May, early June with some sort of a small socially distanced show. And then we will be doing theater under the tent again next summer. Well, there's hope that we can in April, May, get Chicago up. That I mean, everybody's telling me that they're that they're hoping for it. Okay, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not going to go on record on that one. Right. Um, but we can. Some still... point we will. Some point Chicago will be there. I don't know when. Right. Right. Um, it's going to depend. 
on when we can have a, a decent house, and I don't know when that will be. Right, Chicago's a pretty expensive play. Mm-hmm. Even costumes, but it's a musical, so the royalties are... Yeah. There are other things in the works everybody's working on. We've been playing around with some. There's another uh, scripted play podcast that we're going to have that should be ready sometime the first of the year. Right. Uh, got a couple other online games and things we're toying around with um we've been toying around with something uh, for those of people that know what the masked singer is that's on fox oh my god um that we're toying with that just being something fun to do online you know here's your five days can you guess who this person was and we've got a few full body costumes tucked away that we're thinking about we're thinking about a couple another couple scripted online things that we might be able to sell tickets for so anything to keep busy, keep the theater going, keep the theater presence in the community. Um, so everybody knows we're out there. Obviously, donations are wonderful at this point of life. As Gary, was in, as Gary was in today trying to figure out why the boiler's not working. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. It worked for about three days and then stopped. Good. Well, while it was really cold in, in there. Today. Quiet place. I'm going to say thank you, Kathy Verstrady. You're welcome. Um, we have plenty more to talk about, so we'll try always to get soon. Yep. Just to figure out what it is. Shut up, there, talent machine. It's giving me people <laughs> saying we've run out of time. Well, that's it for another edition of OTP Volunteer Table. Uh, OTP Volunteer Table is produced in cooperation with the. Old Town Playhouse of Traverse City, Michigan. Questions, concerns, would you like to be on the show? Um, send an email off to office at oldtownplayhouse.com. That's one word, office at oldtownplayhouse.com. Our music today is Talkies by Hama Hama, and I'm Don Kuhlhorn. We'll see you on the boards. Mm-hmm.